to another episode of Enter the Nerddom. I'm here with Stan Morantini, Watson Bradshaw, and I'm Chad Cook. And we're here with two special guests from the LA Ghostbusters. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Uh, yes, uh, I'm Matt from the Los Angeles Ghostbusters. And I'm Miguel from LHEB. It's a pleasure to have you both. Yeah, um, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, well, uh, LA Ghostbusters, would you like to... Um, how did it start? How, did, how Where... I mean, like, are you... Who's the founder? Where did it begin? Um, and what is it? And what is it? Yeah. yeah. You know? The who, what, where, why, when? Uh, Miguel, do you want to do you want to take that one, or, or would you like me to? Uh, um, yeah, we can we can kind of bounce off each other here with that. Um, I'll let so you go first. In the beginning, the Earth cold, and <laughs> the Earth <laughs> was nothing oh, but space fast, dust. Fast to a few years ago. Um, no, we were actually uh, Matt and myself were in a, another Ghostbusters group, and um, we kind of had a you know a little of a separation, and we branched out and we created our own group that that was more localized to LA most of us live in the LA County area to begin with so it was just kind of you know a no-brainer to call it LAGB <laughs> um, and you know since we we started the group in uh, 2021 and mm-hmm. we yeah we just take it off and we've really like gone into the direction of uh, you know uh, working with charitable causes um, community events um, and really making you know, an incredible relationship with uh, Starlight Children's Foundation. And, um, you know, Matt can t- really tell you more about that because he's, <clears throat> you know, he, he really cemented that relationship with them. And, um, but, you know, every member of our group is has a, a talent. They all have something to contribute. And it's that coal, uh, what's the word? Coalition, coal, just the, 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 how we coalesce together. Um, it just we created this wonderful group that has accomplished so many things, you know, so little time coming up on two years in, uh, at the end of uh, October of this year. So yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. How many uh, members do you guys have in, in, in L.A. Ghostbusters right now? Uh, well, we started with um, to, to piggyback on what Miguel said. Thank you, Miguel. That was that was very concise and perfect um, <laughs> to piggyback on what he said. So we it was pretty much. Um, it was a foundation of, you know, between, I think it was like 12 and 13 founding members. And then um, four or five of us decided to, you know, voluntarily become administrators. Um, Miguel and I are, are two of the administrators mm-hmm. to kind of uh, guide or give some sort of guidance to where we wanted the group to go. And we all, not just the admins, but the entire group decided we want to focus on giving back to our community. You know, these these props that we have, these costumes, these cars that some of us have, you know, it's all fun, but what's the point of having it all if we can't do something good for our communities mm-hmm. with it? Yeah. And for, for someone like me, my storage space is incredibly limited. And, <laughs> you know, a proton pack isn't exactly the most compact thing. So it's no. like, if I'm going to have this, <laughs> I need to be doing something good with it. And, and our group, uh, Miguel said it, uh, really well is so wonderful so full of amazingly talented people and everybody brings something unique to the table that helps us accomplish that mission so yeah nice yeah um i i personally i've i've loved the ghostbusters since i was a kid i've said this on the podcast before that when i was a child 
people ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, Ghostbuster. I was convinced it was a job I could get. I could go out there and bust some ghosts, you know, and <laughs> and uh, I'm still convinced that's possible someday. It is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so did it start for you guys? Like, did you guys cosplay as Ghostbusters before uh, joining groups or, or creating oh, yeah. a group? Or was this something that you already had a passion for? Or is this just like kind of serendipitous? It all kind of worked out. Miguel, do you want to take that one first? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. And it's a good thing, something to think about, really. Um, I mean, I was a huge fan since I was a kid. I was born in 1984 in July. Um, wow. I was born a month after the original film came out. Um, obviously, I didn't see it in theaters, <laughs> but I did see the second movie in theaters. I, I remember seeing it. And I grew up with the cartoons, mm-hmm. toys, and everything. So um, I was just a lifelong fan. And it wasn't until about uh, 2014 that I wanted to do, I want to be a Ghostbuster again and try to put a little more, more effort into it. And that's where I kind of started delving into the cosplay mm-hmm. uh, community. And it was just very simple, very basic. Um, and, you know, there I, com- I, I, I connected with other Ghostbuster cosplayers and kind of picked up on stuff. And that's where I joined uh, the other group. And um, from there, I just started upgrading, learning about, um, you know, improving your props and what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it just continued on. And, you know, I took on more responsibilities and I learned, of, you know, what it takes to, to run a group and what, you know, what the real benefit is of, of doing cosplay and that's right on you know uh, contributing to to a great causes yeah you know, yeah know, that's that's really like the, the reward in itself knowing that you can accomplish something great by you know making people bringing joy to others especially you know kids and fans like us you know we connect them but yeah, yeah. And it's just you know since i was a kid it was a childhood thing you know yeah, yeah i've seen i've seen the effect you guys had, like, I know you guys just did an event in Chatsworth. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Chatsworth Blockfest. just the look on kids' faces when they see you guys is amazing. Like, you just, like, you're, <laughs> right. it's really amazing to see what, like, what happens. And, and we guys, we ran into you guys at uh, WonderCon this year. Oh, yeah. And um, you guys did a raffle to to help one, uh, one of your causes. Do you want to talk about that at all, or? Uh, sure, I, I, I think I could take that one. Um so yeah, for about the past, um, actually ever since we started, um, we've been working with the Starlight Children's Foundation, which is a, a nonprofit that brings toys and video games and board games and hospital gowns to children uh, living in hospital situations, mm-hmm. whether it's you know short-term, long care, or terminal. And um, you know, we really aligned with that mission because we really felt like you know, there's a lot of really amazing charities out there yeah. doing a lot of incredible work, but we really wanted to focus on uh, family and children-based uh, charities. And uh, one of our members, uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Tree, who's another one of our admins, mm-hmm. uh, he turned us on to Starlight. And this is back when we were with our old group. And we started just, you know, kind of fundraising mm-hmm. just in general, like not for any specific purpose. And they reached out to us because they're like, we're seeing all these donations from Ghostbusters. What is that about? (laughs) And uh, we eventually, you know, developed a relationship over Mm -hmm. the course of a couple of months. And um, around this time last year, um, we were talking to them. It was their 40th anniversary, I believe. Yeah, it was their 40th anniversary. 
and they had all these hospital gowns on display. Yeah, they uh, they have hospital gowns from Star Wars, from Marvel, Disney princesses. They just launched a Nintendo line. Wow! And you know, we were looking at these, and we're like, wow, these are really cool. Yeah, we should we should really get we should get Ghostbuster ones of these. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would look really neat. And so uh, we started talking to our to the people to our connections there, and we're like, hey, what what, what does this entail? And is it possible to do a Ghostbuster one of these, like with the patch on the on the shoulder, mm-hmm. and, and you know, have a proton pack, you know, on the back of it? It's really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they said, well, that that's actually pretty complicated because you have to go through the studio to get the license, and then they have to give you a um, they have to give you the grant money to oh. create it, which is typically between thirty five and forty thousand dollars. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to have, you know, a, a couple of people that we know over at Sony. And mm-hmm. we were able to, you know, kind of pitch them this idea of like, hey, would it, is this even remotely possible? Mm-hmm. And we were often told, oh, no, not really, not really. And then, uh, you know, one day it was like, Hey, by the way, uh, they they want to do it, right? And so they said, but that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. the The catch was that we had to do the fundraising. Ah, um, okay. And uh, so we're like, uh, okay, we we think we could do that. And so uh, I reached out to dozens, uh, as many as I could, uh, Ghostbuster groups around the country, and I reached out to Ghostbusters News, and it ended up becoming a fan initiative to fund these ghostbuster themed hospital gowns and that's what we were fundraising for that's what we were doing all the raffles yeah, at wondercon really awesome. for and uh this week we hit the forty thousand dollar uh goal congratulations oh, thank you that's, that's awesome. huge yeah and it's and it's not like you know it, this was a team effort not just on the la ghostbuster side but on the entire fandom side and that yeah. was the whole thing was like this needs to be driven by the fan community not just one group can do this definitely and the fans and even hook and ladder eight in new york donated mm-hmm. a significant amount of money that's awesome to help us get this made so um it was a huge huge effort on the part of the entire ghostbusters fandom and the entire ghostbusters fandom made this happen so it's it's really really cool to see that happen that's awesome so can I ask, uh, what um, what is it about Ghostbusters specifically, the 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 IP or just the franchise that really drew you in? What what is it specific? Because everybody has their different thing, their different reasons for love being a Star Wars fan or Star Trek fan. What is it about Ghostbusters for both of you specifically that's like this is what I want to dedicate my time to, not just for raising money, but also just to be part of this fandom. What, what was it about? What is it about it? Because I, I think all of us here, are, all of us here are Ghostbusters fans, but yeah. you guys are definitely going the extra mile for it, which is awesome. So yeah. What is it about the franchise? Uh, Miguel, why don't you go first? Um, like why why did we get into Ghostbusting, or why did we choose like that specific? Yeah. Like, wh- why did you choose that specific uh, IP to get into? What what is it what is it about this this franchise that really draws you in? Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I, I I identify a little bit with the uh, Bankman. I, you know, sometimes, you know, I can get slacker sometimes. I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, it's, it's real casual. We'll, we'll get this done, you know. Um, but, you know, it really, it's like when you look at them, the four Ghostbusters, you know, they're they're just human. They're human, you know, they're human beings. They're not, they don't have special powers, but they use their, 
intelligence, their, their academic uh, education, and their just skills, their life skills to, um, you know, come together, um, you know, to create this business. And it's almost like, you know, uh, like when, I, when they talk about like, you know, well, not to get too much into that, but you know, like they say, <laughs> the, the American dream of having a business and you're like, yes, you're you know, having a successful company and all this. And it's these, these guys are just friends and they get together and, and they do something incredible. Um, you know, it's like they mortgage raise house for it, but <laughs> well, yeah, well, exactly. It's like, well, nowadays, yeah, it's like, you gotta do what we got to do to be able to make our dreams uh, come true sometimes, you know, make those sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just different. They're not superheroes, but you know, superheroes, you know, what is that anyway? Do they have powers? Do they, it's just something doing, doing something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just so different. It's so unique. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up with Batman, Superman, I, Star Trek. I got into Star Wars a little later as a kid, but um, Ghostbusters was just always like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, they have the cool car, they have that proton pack, and, you know, it just, it looked different. It was, it was yeah. so fun. And to wear yeah. it now, it's like, oh my God, I'm my own action figure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, and the one thing I really loved about it growing up was all their tech looked you know, cobbled together. It's what bits and pieces they yeah. could find. Yeah. So, you know, like Batman and stuff, like they were always, it's so slick and you just go, oh man, I could never make that. I can't <laughs> put fins on a car. And then you just see, you know, a proton pack and it's literally just pieces and just put together like that. And I always, I just kind of love that kind of DIY mentality with it. And so, and speaking of which, I do love seeing your group uh, go out it's everyone's kind of got their own flair with their mm-hmm. suit. Like you see people um, add like slime blowers onto their, you know, on, onto their packs and, and, you know, like zhuzh it up just a little to make it very unique. <laughs> yeah. um, is there with the, I, mean, I know with like the 501st, there's like, like guidelines that they have to go with, with Disney and about the suits that they wear. Um, have you guys have any backlash or anything from Sony or like the, the studios reached out and be like, eh, don't do it this way or anything like that? So, um, well, uh, to, to go to go to your, your question uh, yeah. real quick um, and to... Sorry, uh, I jumped on yours. Oh, no, 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 that's fine. <laughs> I'm actually going to like kind of segue into, into yours. One of the thing that drew me into it was that similar to what Miguel was saying is that you, it felt like it was something that was... It is fantastical, mm-hmm. but to step into a flight suit felt attainable. Mm-hmm. Like anybody could do it. It's a, it really is a blue collar kind of job. And these guys are, they're not like jacked. They're not super yeah. ripped. They're, they're <laughs> schlubby. That's what's funny about it is they're just <laughs> schlubby dudes who happen to be in the right place at the right time when, you know, an a, a interdimensional demigod decides to take <laughs> over the world. So... That's what's so funny about it is the ghosts and everything is all very serious. And they're just normal dudes. Like, I just, like, ah, i got to put in overtime for this. <laughs> this, de- this job is definitely not worth another five a year. Um, and and being able to put your own name on the flight suit yeah. was, yeah. I think, what drew me in. is like, I could have my name on that flight suit. And I could throw the proton pack on that flight suit. You don't have to be Venkman. You don't have to be Stance. You don't have to be Spangler. You can be yourself, and now you got a proton pack, and now you have that power. And that's what I really, that's what drew me to it, was mm-hmm. that the individual aspect to it. And to go into what you were saying, was the being able to add your own sense of style, your own sense of flair to it, is definitely 
part of it. There is a, a certain level of customization mm -hmm. that you bring to it. Um, with regards to like the like how you were mentioning the 501st has a certain costuming standard. Um, we do have a certain costuming standard set by our uh, quartermaster, Indy, who is another one of our admins. He's mm -hmm. an amazing guy, the keeper of the props. I love it. Um, you know, he has multiple proton packs, multiple traps, cud meters, PKE meters. Wow. Um, you know, he's got everything you could ever want. And each, but we want each buster to feel like they can have something that sets them apart. But then when you look at the whole team, you recognize that that is the team. Mm -hmm. yeah. That everybody still fits within the LA Ghostbusters, you know, look and aesthetic. Um, as long as everybody's suits are clean mm -hmm. and, you know, nobody has the, 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 the con crud smell first thing in the morning, <laughs> uh, we're, we're happy campers. And as far as clean flight suits, I mean, I think we've I, talked a little bit about like slime being on. Yeah, I was going to ask about. Yeah, but, it's like I think if as long as it's, as long as it's something that is consistent and looks good, I don't think there's a problem. It's it's when the suit, it has to look purposeful. When okay. the suit is, does not look purposefully dirty, it just is dirty. That's when we're like, could uh, an LA Ghostbuster wear shorts? Um, so we we actually do have we do have a Miguel. A, you got some shorts. So. <laughs> I mean, I can just I just get a pair of scissors. There you go. Yeah, just cut the bottoms off. <laughs> a little romper action. Uh, yeah, we do have. Um, uh, Indy was was uh, kind enough to create like different levels and uh, sort of like what you would do with like a fire department. Yeah. Like you have your class A's, which are kind of like your cities. And then you have your class B, which is your flight suit. Oh, wow. And so I'm actually wearing close to what our class A is, which mm -hmm. is a LAGB shirt with the LAGB font on the back. And then uh, usually that's a pair of like cargo slacks um, and then your boots. Mm. Um, I remember like if it's going to be super hot, we just ask like Indy, like, hey, man, like, I don't want to wear pants. Can I just wear shorts? <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be, he, he might go. <sighs> but, Can we do Ghostbusters go Hawaii? Can we? Yeah, do yeah. Today? Oh my god, that's a great idea. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters go Hawaii. Boy, we'll all get laid then. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, he's he's very accommodating. Nice. And he he might he might grumble, but he's you know you know he's. I love he's the keeper of the lore almost. I love. That. Yeah, he's the, he's the keeper of everything. <laughs> everything we hold so dear. Um, but yeah, but we haven't had any run-ins with uh, every interaction we've had with Sony has been uh, incredible. Mm -hmm. um, we've we've had a oh actually I don't think we can talk about that. Oh, um, uh -huh. I'll off air. Oh, I, I can talk okay. about it. But yeah, there's, um, yeah we yeah we'll, okay. we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I don't want to get us in trouble. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We don't want to. <laughs> redacted, redacted. There's, there's Do some of you have the? Um... Do some of you have the uh, the Ghostbuster two with the different color suits, the navy blue and the um, I forget the other color, the dark gray. Yeah, the dark gray, which is the one yeah. I've been trying to make. Which yeah. is it's hard. Why to is it so hard to find yeah. a dark gray flight suit? <laughs> it's insane. Miguel, you have a, a navy one, don't you? Yeah, I need to actually like redo it or just buy a different one, um, <laughs> better, better material. Um, yeah. Well, the problem is that nobody really knows the exact color mm -hmm. of 
the flight suit in GB2. Yeah. Um, kind of like if you're a Star Wars fan, you're like, well, what color was Han Solo's uh, coat on Hoth? Right. Was it brown or was it blue? It's like, no, it was brown. <laughs> that, yeah. it, but, I mean, I've seen it at first, so I know it's brown. But <laughs> that, that flight suit, it's hard to see. It's like, it, it looks like grayish. It looks bluish. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So people, they'll go and they'll wash it out and they'll, like, dye it. Mm-hmm, and they yeah. kind of try to, like, get it faded a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd like to do a, a good uh, GB2 suit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's in the works. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, have, I have plans for it. We have a couple of members who have the the navy blue or like that, that dark like GB2 charcoal suit. Mm-hmm. Indy has a couple of charcoal suits. My first suit was a navy blue true spec mm-hmm. uh, coverall. It was not accurate. It was more blue than it was charcoal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was my first suit. Yeah. Uh, and I always, I was always drawn to that darker suit. I always thought it looked really cool. Um, but one of our members, um, Stephen, who uh, he co-ran the uh, the Blockfest event, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of our multimedia. He created the our website. An amazing guy, a really talented uh, creator and filmmaker. He has a black suit, mm-hmm. um, and we we kind of said, you know, that's that'll be just for him because he is very much like all about the hard black attire mm-hmm. so we're like okay he's the he's the lagb specialist oh, that's okay. his okay that's he has a special shirt he's got a special flight suit that is his thing nice um ghostbusters swat edition yeah <laughs> i think the only color we didn't want I, I i could be misremembering this miguel you'll correct me if i'm wrong um i think the only color we insisted that we didn't want was the the army green mm-hmm. mainly because it's like that kind of a the army green would blend into the straps for the proton pack and yeah. you, you won't see that yeah but also because it's like it just doesn't that feels too military mm-hmm. and not like blue collar working yeah class i always looked at them like exterminators or yeah. you know garbage men you know yeah. like they're just kind of you know like you said like schlubby dudes so, yeah you know so yeah, yeah i mean i have um, I think it was Spirit Halloween or, or someone put out the GB2 suit a few years ago mm-hmm. and I found one on eBay, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's very lean. It's like very tight on me. And I yeah. go like, it doesn't, it looks great, but it doesn't feel like a Ghostbuster suit. At some point it kind of feels like a superhero suit yeah. because it's so tight that I'm like, I don't want to wear it really. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a Halloween party here at my house every year. Oh, okay. And uh, two years ago, I was I, I I got lazy and I was like, well, I just I want to be Ghostbuster, but like everything I found online was I, I was like, ah, it doesn't look great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I didn't want to spend a lot of money for like a, an authentic one. Mm-hmm. So like I just got like a black jumpsuit and stuck Ghostbusters patches on it. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. it looked great. Hey, yeah, it and then I got I had that Spirit Halloween uh, the, proton, the proton pack. pack yeah. I had yeah. yeah, and yeah. so then I called myself Ghostbuster Special Forces. <laughs> but yeah. you know, hey. but I would never wear it outside because like I know it's not authentic. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think anybody's going to yeah. get on you about it. I mean, uh, someone came up to us at Chatsworth Blockfest who had a, a complete uh, like camo uh, flight suit and he had the patches on it. And, you know, if if he w- we would absolutely welcome him into the group, but mm-hmm. we would probably say like, hey, if you're going to do the flight suit, could it could it not be that one? Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- there's a lot of flight suits out there that you can get that are very affordable. And you know this is not a cheap hobby. <laughs> it's, it, it really is not. But um, but there are ways to do it on a budget. You know, I when I first started in uh, in our old group, I had a very tight budget. 
so I hunted around and I got mm-hmm. stuff on the cheap and it works. It, did you uh, build your own pack at that point? I did. I built my pack entirely out of cardboard, a bean can, and a water bottle and some bubble tubing that I got at the dollar store. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it, it it turned out pretty pretty good. I think everybody in the group was envious that my pack weighed like two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's carting around like... Uh, I think Miguel was yours the Ben of Kent pack at that point. Um, the, 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 like from like 2019 and on, yeah. I have yeah. That, that thing's uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah, it's about it's... <laughs> some pounds, maybe 25 pounds. Yeah, I remember helping you take it off, and I was like, "Oh my god, you guys carry this around?" And you're like, "How much does yours weigh?" I'm like, it's two to three pounds." And you're like, you <laughs> son of a gun. That is... That is the burden of a Ghostbuster. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have the HasLab pack by any chance? I have one right here in my room, actually, yeah. in the bedroom. I, yeah. I, I purchased one. Chad's also got one. And yeah. I will say it's really nice and light for, yeah. you know, for uh, like it's, you know, for a one-to-one pack. It, you know, it's. It looks really heavy. It, yeah. it, it must be nice. Yeah, it is. And well, I mean, like, I can't imagine walking all day in a con with, you know, a 20-pound, you know. And then, yeah. you know, you've got the belt and you're, you know, I'm guessing mm-hmm. a trap and everything else. The, all the accoutrement mm-hmm. that comes with it. Do you, you, you mentioned the price. Have, do you mind if, like, what's the ballpark that you guys have spent, do you know? Or do you mind if, you mind talking about that? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I can tell, I can tell everybody out there that I built my first pack, the cardboard one. And if you have the time, because really that's, I mean, even when you get the, the very nice, like super amazing parts, mm-hmm. the time is always what you will put the most into if you dedicate the time to getting the cardboard you know to the right shape and you you're very critical of it you can make a cardboard pack look pretty dang good Mm -hmm. and i think mine if i can you know be so bold i think mine looked pretty dang good considering that i built it over the course of a few weeks entirely had cardboard a little bit of styrofoam to give it some just to make sure Dimension, it wasn't hollow. Yeah, because yeah. you want it to be solid enough to like, because you're going to be bumping around people at cons and stuff. You want to make sure it can get bumped and still keep going yeah. and not just completely fall to pieces. Mm-hmm. So with enough time and only about $55, I was able to build a full proton <laughs> pack. It lit up like I bought little LED oh, uh, nice. awesome. rings from uh, from uh, from Amazon and put it in there and... I used um, like plastic uh, folders that you would get at like Office Depot. Oh yeah, poly like, folder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just cut out like little red lenses for the cyclotron and a blue lens for the the power cell. Wow. And uh, yeah, whole thing fifty five bucks. The most expensive piece that I bought was the Alice frame, and because I was like, well, it's hard to fake that. I was yeah. gonna build it at a PVC. It just, it mm-hmm. didn't look right, so mm-hmm. I just spent the money and got an actual Alice frame, but everything else, it, the whole thing was zip tied to the Alice frame. Wow. And it lasted for, I'm, I'm going to say like almost four years. That's awesome. And then when I decided to make the leap into building a full scale pack out of more robust parts, it was all about looking at, okay, what's going to give you the, the best bang for your buck? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to go in and spend $2,000 right up front, but over the course of about two and a half years, uh, maybe spent close to a thousand dollars. Maybe I'd say give or take a, a hundred, mm-hmm. hundred bucks. Um, but um, but mine is a plastic shell reinforced with 
resin and fiberglass on the inside. Mm -hmm. uh, the shell is from Studio Creations. And then a lot of the components are uh, resin pieces that I got from uh, Hole in the Wall, or no, Hole in the Ground props. And then, you know, just over time, you upgrade a few things, you mm -hmm. know. So you might go, yeah, you know what? I don't like this resin uh, clippered valve. I'm going to swap it out for a real clippered valve. Yeah. But clippered valves are like 50 to 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. love doing the research and finding, you know, how the pack changed through the movies, how yeah. like, you know, the the volume knob, if you will. But the, the, <laughs> the, the crank, crank has, yeah. you know, changes colors yeah. between the movies and, you know, and and even the, the wiring is different between. Yeah, the ribbon cable. Yeah, ribbon mm -hmm. cable is different between. Uh, Ghostbusters one and two. So, mm -hmm. the uh, do many of your group have the GB two slime blowers? Like I know people have attached it to their actual proton pack, the adapted from like the video game. Yeah, but I I haven't seen too Ooh. many of those around. But I was curious if you guys. Yeah, uh, Richard uh, or Richie has uh, he has the slime blower from the video game. Oh, and okay. It's, the it's attachment. The, the, yeah, the yeah. little side tank and yeah. then the blower attached mm -hmm. to his wand, and then is. It's Jason, right, uh, Miguel, who has the full slime blower? Yeah, he, last I saw, he, he was like 80% finished with it. So he made uh, he made the tank. Um, he's got the, the, the side tanks and then the like the pressure like balls on the side, the, the tanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he has the actual uh, cannon for the slime. That's awesome. Uh, he's just seen, I think he needs to connect like the hose and a few yeah. other things, but it's like, it's it's pretty much there, and I think he he 3D printed like most of it. Yeah, really? I think like ninety percent of it. Wow. wow. Yeah. God, I love that 3D printing is just. I mean, it's helped cosplay a lot over the years. <laughs> yeah. You save a lot of money doing it. Do you guys consider like is the video game canon for you guys? Do you like yeah. worry about that stuff, or yeah. are you just like we just love it all and more Ghostbusters, more the Mario kind of thing? Um, I mean. <laughs> yeah, the, the more content the better in general um you know obviously sometimes it's not like what we want to see or we're just kind of it's not our thing but um i'd like to think that yeah there's some some canon in there of that video game mm -hmm. um there, there i mean it really a lot of people think it was the the third movie yeah that's what yeah. the third movie would have been like you know uh in the early 90s um but yeah i mean for me at least i mean i love afterlife i, I love what they did there and mm -hmm. i I personally think that that would be the sequel that we would have gotten in the 90s. Mm. And it's it really has a feel of like, I don't know, like 1997, 98. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just looks like it doesn't like you don't see everybody like on cell phones, stuff like that in that town. So, I mean, yeah, it's just true. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff out there. I'm, I don't know that much of the, the comic book stuff, mm -hmm. um, the IDW series. I know those were really good. But um, yeah, we. Know, that's, we that's the comic book you know, you know yeah. Yeah. yeah for our we were part of a, a, a comic book reading group called reading rainbows where we'd read a book per month <laughs> that's clever and uh and yeah we read the the crossover comic book where it was the the movie and uh the animated series crossing over yeah which was yeah. great it was great to see like the and just you know they were kind of delving into the multiverse and you know, they had the the female Ghostbusters from uh, Answer the Call in there. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of neat to see them all kind of. And even Extreme, I think Extreme Ghostbusters yeah, were there, right. which is great. It was fun. It was fun to they're like celebrating all these little factors, you know. Yeah. I think it's the way I look at the game, the video game uh, from 2000. Oh, my God, 2009. Ooh, um, yeah. yeah oof, I feel old. <laughs> I mean, um, I was just a kid. <laughs> 
Back in my day, I played Ghostbusters on my PlayStation 3. Um, I, I look at that as sort of like, it's almost like, Miguel, you might agree, it's almost like Star Wars Legends. Like, mm. there's there's some stuff in there that, you know, it's still, yeah, it could kind of be brought into canon. All it takes is somebody to acknowledge it, but it's like canon adjacent. Right. It's, it's just, we just need... Um, there's some stuff in the. I think someone asked, like Jason Reitman at one point, like, is the Ghostbusters game from 2009 canon? And I think the answer was sort of. Yeah. Um, like, it's not. There's nothing in there that. Uh, maybe the Evo Shandor thing. Mm. Even oh, that. Yeah. Even yeah. that could be kind of hand waved a little bit. <laughs> um, but there's nothing in there that, like, really hard and fast, like, derails the canon mm-hmm. i don't i don't think i yeah. think you can hand wave some stuff you can you can release a couple novels and and write it around somehow palpatine returned and you know you'll get there. <laughs> we don't speak of that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i and then the, the comics i just think the comics are in their own universe mm-hmm. although I, they've said that the new dark horse series is going to be a hundred percent canon really i I don't know. We'll see, but that was definitely Is it set post afterlife, or I don't know if they've announced that. Oh. I, I we were at Ectofest when they made that announcement, and I remember them saying it's all canon, and we were like, "Really? <laughs> Interesting." <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you know, that's it happens in comics all the time too. It's like, and all of this is not canon anymore, and then all of this is canon, right, right, right. and then. DC Rebirth happens. Uh, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. and then like, some oh, of it is, some of yeah. it isn't. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite of the three movies? A favorite of the three? Like your, of uh, Ghostbusters 1, 2, or Afterlife? Mm-hmm. Is there like one? We're just we're just gonna pretend one of them didn't happen out. there. Yeah. No, uh, well, I mean, you know, I just, I just, well, we, it's not technically canon that. I we have a multiverse, everything. Well, yeah, well, true. <laughs> Let's get, draw the line somewhere. <laughs> um, so, so for me, I mean, how do you how do you top the original Ghostbusters? Mm, true. I mean, it's it's a classic for a reason. Um, but I think that man, it's it's tough because I really loved Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, really, really loved it. I think it's a more I think Ghostbusters one is is more of a classic and probably a overall a better structured mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. But I would say that I was way more emotionally invested in something like Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay, and and not to throw I, I don't particularly throw shade at the uh, twenty sixteen Answer the Call film. Yeah, a lot of people we know that's that is their favorite Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we may not agree on that, but you know what we've been we've talked actually about. Like, what could somebody join the group in with a, the with a, with a 2016 yeah. flight suit? And the answer is, oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like, please. I, I actually want to build that proton pack because yeah. I think the tech in that movie no, yeah. is really it's beautiful. Cool looking. Yeah. yeah. And the, the flight suits, they're, well, they're not flight suits, they're like MTA coveralls. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And, and I like the cast in that movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot in there to like. And, you know, we, we might disagree on what our favorite of the films are, but right. it, that one is is not in my top three. I'll Miguel, do you have a, a favorite there, or are they all your all your children? You don't want to swear. <laughs> They're all of our babies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of like just a little a little of both. Like, you know, I, I like both of them really. Uh, 
you know, GB one and two, obviously Ghostbusters, you know, the first one is like, you know, that that's the go-to for me. I used to watch that all the time. <laughs> I watched it. I had the VHS somewhere um, <laughs> and I'd watch it like every weekend. Mm. Um, and GB two, like, yeah, you know, it was the music for me actually. Um, I really like the, the soundtrack of Bobby Brown part two. Yeah. <laughs> you Brown, yeah. The, the, you know, a little more hip hop and stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, Afterlife was fantastic. I, I think it was just a lot more emotional. Um, you know, uh, for me, it resonates uh, on a personal net level because, you know, I lost my dad a few years ago. So that kind of dynamic of having to deal with that, mm -hmm. um, not not to, like they had that type of relationship, I, it was, right. but somewhat the idea of it, you know, was yeah. I could kind of relate to it. So I was like, yeah, that's this is a really good emotional movie. Um, and it's about family. Yeah. And, you know, that's really what they are. They're a family. Um, but, you know, going back to, <laughs> to 2016, um, you know, it just, it wasn't for me. But what I saw it, when that movie came out, besides, you know, the, the backlash from all the angry fans, I saw what it did for, uh, you know, just casual fans, for, for people, you know, mm -hmm. like for kids especially, for boys mm -hmm. and girls especially the girls because you saw like these female uh, ghostbusters yeah. and they're like oh there's girl ghostbusters like yes yes there can be of course anybody right. can be a ghostbuster it's not limited to the guys it's not you know a guys only team it's like and and i wanted it to encourage more uh diversity with that and, and i thought that was a great thing you saw more merchandise because mm -hmm. there wasn't you know there consistently isn't like a lot of ghostbuster merchandise yeah like you could just mm -hmm. show up and like hey i want a ghostbusters um backpack well, you gotta go on eBay. Somebody's selling those. Yeah, so it's like yeah. that kind of thing. That's what I, I was really like, um, you know, uh, excited about. But yeah, I mean, I love like the first two movies. They're the ones I grew up with. And you know, the more that come, more proper, more stuff that comes out, it's like I'm great. It's you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we see now, um, especially there's a lot more. There's a lot more of an even split of the kids that come up to the booth or come up to us at conventions and stuff of, you know, boys and girls that are fully kitted out in flight suits and proton packs with traps and everything. So it's it's really cool to be able to see all that and to see the the diversity within the fandom grow. It's like that's that's the important thing. It's like like this is None of this is going to be around forever, but the more people we can bring into it, the more yeah. people that we can accept into this fandom, the, the better. That's great. Yeah. Is there anybody that uh, you've seen as uh, dresses the, the original 1980s cartoon? Have, have you seen anybody? Yes. Because yeah. they're even their wands are different, right? Because like, it's it's like the, the 80s cartoon is like it's it's like pointed like a, like the tip of a pen. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of our one of our members, uh, Dwight, he has an it's not, it's construction is of the movie pack, but it's paint scheme is of oh, nice. the RGB pack. Um, but we have seen people out there that do like full RGB packs, full RGB wands, full RGB flight suits with, you know, bell gizmos and everything. Mm -hmm. um, another one of our members, uh, Jesse, he has a 3D printed um, RGB PKE meter that, you know, the, the little little tips go up and mm -hmm. it's it's really really sweet so yeah but we've we've seen all all walks of uh different variations of ghostbuster and now um i was gonna when we were talking about the flight suit earlier i was mm -hmm. gonna mention that magnolia uh, clothier's a bit on the pricey side but you're gonna get good quality stuff with him 
he makes the uh, grayish khaki flight suit. He also makes the charcoal flight suit. He's either he already has and they're available or they will soon uh, like RGB variations of the flight suit. So That's awesome. he, he makes those. Well, now I know where my paycheck's going. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I, get my, get my tax return and it's all, and there it goes. They, they are definitely pricey, but, um, Indy, our, our, uh, quartermaster, he has a few Magnolia uh, flight suits and they are very nice. What are some of the best resources for Ghostbusters? Like if somebody, where, where do you guys get your knowledge? So I, you mentioned earlier that nobody exactly knows, what color the the uh, the the, the two suits are right? Which yeah. is how do you how do you fig, how do you find out that nobody exactly knows what the color is like? And how does where do you get your information from? Like like oh I, I need to know what what a certain a piece of you know the 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 second movie their their proton pack was. How, how do you find that information? I mean, just like uh, Miguel, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, like any any niche thing on the internet, you go to a forum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, GB fans has a very extensive forum on flight suits, on, on different kits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have a really good uh, breakdown of the different vendors that are out there to get certain things. Mm-hmm. So like if you want a pack or like a, like a shell for a pack, there's a couple of really reputable you know, places to get it. It just depends on what you want out of it. If you yeah. want a vacuum form shell, Studio Creations makes one that's not a hundred percent scale it's slightly smaller but it will mean that it's lighter but it may also mean that you might have to modify additional pieces to fit it properly which i had to do on mine um but then you have ones like miguel has his ben of kent pat which is made of you know different materials but still just as sturdy still just as robust if not actually i think the ben of kent pack is probably more robust than my pack uh but it the way that they break it down is pretty neat how you can have different tiers of here's what you're going to get for this amount. Here's what you're going to get from this amount. Here are the vendors you can trust. And then here are some vendors that we do not recommend either because of quality or maybe where some vendors uh, got their information. There are some vendors out there who we won't name them, but have either taken things from other vendors and copied them and claiming them as their own. Some of them have flat out stolen material from like, you know, uh, donated props from from Sony and stuff and have copied them that way. And what's nice is that the community is plugged in in that way. And we know who those people are. Like I said, I'm not we're not going to name them here. Uh, but if you go we'll on list the, them all on it, on Instagram, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> uh, but you can go on the forum. But if you go on the GB fans uh, forum, you know, they, they say like, we recommend these vendors. Yeah. Here are some vendors that are also out there. And then here's some vendors we really don't recommend. I've, I've been to that site, um, to mm-hmm. find for, for my, uh, GB two suit, the, the, uh, like the lifesaver two. Yeah. That they had, like I, I got one like 3d printed and, mm-hmm. and, uh, cause trying to find original stuff. It's just, it's like every now and again, they'll pop they'll up pop on up. eBay, mm. but they're not cheap. No, they're not. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> But uh, yeah, just trying to find like which what fobs are on the belts. You yes. know? I mean it's very specific stuff that, and even like you know what kind of boots they have per movie. It's all listed there, which is amazing. It's a great uh, place to find out anything. Well, yeah. you told me once and once that you were looking for an Alice frame 
And yes. he walked yeah. into like a military surplus store and it was like, it the was, guy was like, no, all the nerds already cleaned it It was out. right when <laughs> the HasLab pack came out and I was like, dang oh, it. Let me go check out the <laughs> supply sergeant in Burbank. And they were just like, like as soon as I walked in, they're like, you want to ask for him, don't you? I'm like, what? And they're like, I was like, yeah. And they're like, no, it's we're sold out. They're all gone. Yeah. We, which is which is funny because I was in the army for a long time, so we got issued those, and yep. we thought they were the biggest pieces of garbage out there. We hated them. We hated the Alice packs. Yeah, but that's one of those things. Like in the first movie, it was probably something that they picked. You know, some prop maker. You know, it was like I, I picked this up for like five bucks, and now you know people are reselling them for like you know sixty, seventy dollars. You know, well, that's like the Graflex flash handle yeah. from Star Wars. I yeah, mean, nobody, nobody cares about these. You go to a like a surplus store or whatever. It's like ah, let's just grab this piece of metal. Oh, that kind of looks like something. And right. Put some some rivets and some windshield washer material or a uh, windshield wiper material on there. That's uh, that's fine. Throw it on camera. Nobody thinks about these things, right. but then you know the movie becomes a classic, and then everybody's like, "I got to find myself this this three cell flash handle from right. Graflex." <laughs> and these like camera enthusiasts who are trying to preserve this you know piece of technology for generations are like, "Stop these nerds from buying this stuff; <laughs> they're ruining it." Uh, but I mean, I think um, you know you spoke of the Alice frame. Uh, we've had how you mount the proton pack to your Alice frame is like super important. Mm. Um, where, where mine is because of the bolt that I have going through the backside of the frame and into the uh, motherboard it, that the top of that bolt rests right on the top of my spine. Oof. It's, and if I move a certain way, I can feel it like press into my back and it's not very comfortable. It's one of those things. that's like, I'll fix it when I, when I get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Meanwhile, we, you're at a con for eight hours. And you're like, I yeah. can just feel my spine getting slammed. But we, uh, but you know, looking at the forums and stuff, and seeing how people have, you know, reconstructed these things from you know archival footage and and whatnot. Um, there's different ways the the packs were built over time, mm -hmm. and like some shots, depending on what version of the pack they're wearing, whether it's the full scale, or whether it's like the stunt pack, like the rubber or yeah. foam one. Which oh my gosh, it's so obvious now in high definition when they have the rubber packs on. Um, but there, uh, but there are some shots where the the where the bracers that are attaching everything, mm -hmm. you know, shift. And so some of us have uh, like these dense rubber hockey pucks that we've cut up and using those as bracers between the Alice frame and the pack. Oh, wow. And then I think Miguel, you had, aren't they like a They were like aluminum. Uh, spacers between yours at one point, weren't they? Yeah, and they, um, that's they, not, a funny story. I was good, I was I was teeing you up for it. <laughs> like, yeah, so I'm on my second Ellis frame. Um, uh, originally, I was advised to put on uh, you know, the spacers, it was like three of them, I think, when they're mm -hmm. thick ones on the bottom, and then you put one back here and whatever. Um, and that's supposedly that's the screen accurate way that it was done, mm. and uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen them reference pictures. It's like, yeah, that's how it was mounted. However, screen accurate doesn't always mean practical yeah. right? <laughs> in situations. Uh, when you use it at cons and you're moving, and you're wearing it. Um, so that wasn't that 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 was a, that was a problem. So there was friction. There was the there was no absorption of, of uh, you know uh, momentum with the metal. It was just like you know it was very rigid. Uh, so eventually, the top of the Ellis frame cracked the center, the center bar. Oh wow! And I 
I luckily I had another one, you know, it's a quick fix, so I replaced <laughs> it. And I went with the um, the hockey puck uh, method and uh, two little wooden blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like a lot of props, a lot of movie props, they use wood, mm-hmm. you know, for stuff. And I think they, they actually did use wood on uh, the original packs for the bottom, for which is the kidney area down here. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just spray painted it black um, and just installed them and screwed them in. And it works great. Works I like mean, a charm. It absorbs the yeah. shock because it is actually kind of flexible, the, the hockey puck especially. So yeah. I would recommend that to like <laughs> anybody that's uh, that's looking to build a, a pack, especially a heavy one like mine. Yeah. I have a question for when you have a new members join. Do you would you prefer if they built their own proton pack, or is it would you be fine if they just like purchase it, or if they're using someone else's? So, so we've had um, Miguel can attest to this. We've had a lot of discussions about that mm-hmm. because you don't want to. We never want to discourage anybody from joining because we it's we want as many people to join as possible. We want to be open to new ideas. Uh, but we also want to adhere to a certain standard. We want all the packs to look relatively uniform, like we all belong in the same group together. Yeah. Um, we have the really the only thing we we said kind of a flat out no was the uh, the original Spirit Halloween pack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mainly yeah. because of just how small it was, because it, it, it's small. Yeah. It's only about I think sixty percent scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Which I think they just announced they're doing a one-to-one. So now they have a one-to-one, which... I, I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, even, even that, I was like, oh, there's still some stuff that's off about it. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so, yeah. But, um, but, you know, we also had conversations that like, well, but what if somebody modified their spirit pack? Mm-hmm. Like um, like Steven, our, our, um, our uh, webmaster, mm-hmm. he started out with a spirit pack that was... You know, he ripped the uh, the straps that it came with off, and he mounted it to an Alice frame, and he modified it. And um, Richard, who has the uh, the video game tank on his, his was originally mounted to a Spirit Pack. Oh. And so, oops, I just bumped the mic there. Um, and so, we took we kind of take that on a case by case basis. Like if it's a modified Spirit Pack, it's like okay, well, let's take a look and let's see. And you know, if they have a the base requirement is just a good attitude and wanting to be a part of it and, yeah. you know, yeah. believing in the, in the mission of, well, Chad know. and I want to audition as the Stellari <laughs> brothers. Um, we have had, I don't think we've, I, I, Miguel can attest to this. We've had many discussions that have led to no decisions about <laughs> the ghosts. I mean, we will be, we don't mind being chased around yeah, by you we, guys. We can, I might get winded, but you know. Yeah, we've we've had we've had some people uh, like with Stay Puffed costumes. Oh uh, yeah, you know, yeah. want to like say, hey, could I join as as Mr. Stay Puffed? And I think the decision with that one is, well, if it's a if it's like a foam suit or like a custom suit mm-hmm. or some something beyond an off the shelf inflatable, inflatable, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's like an off the shelf inflatable. That uh, no, it's not really. It, not that we don't think the quality of those costumes is good. They right. are for the price you're paying. They're yeah. very good. But it's not quite to the standard of quality that we mm-hmm. kind of aspire to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of said no to that. But there was a guy 
who came to, we do these um, occasionally, we'll do like Ghostbusters night at the Scum and Villainy Cantina oh, in, nice. in Hollywood. Yeah, it's an yeah. amazing place. The, the people that run it are the best people in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And um, someone showed up in this giant, Miguel, I don't know if you remember this. He showed up in this giant foam latex slimer. <laughs> oh my God. Like screen accurate, sculpted, just unreal i was like holy cow how did he get in like physically how did he get in the door gb1 or two gb1 gb1 okay and so so it had the 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 slimer butt it was (laughs) the famous booty yeah yeah it was really oh and he was uh he's a he's a writer he wrote william shakespeare's ghostbusters oh yeah nice really cool guy he ended up I think he got runner-up in the trivia that night, or maybe he won. I, I don't remember. Um, he won something. Yeah, he did. He, he won something. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he won something, and I think he donated part of it, or he gave part mm. of it away. I, I can't remember. Um, oh, oh, I know he donated uh, copies of his book to uh, to I think the the raffle pile. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I think no, he didn't win the trivia. That was uh, that was Jim who won trivia last time. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, Jim, who uh, runs a Ghostbuster themed podcast called Extraplasm. Um, there you go. Shout out to yeah, Extraplasm. Shout out to Extraplasm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that, that's that. If someone showed up in that Slimer, yeah, I'd be like, I would make the case before the court. <laughs> that's that's a serious expense, and that is totally worthy of being brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, our roster is is mostly just like the Ghostbusters. Okay. Mm. Um, one of our... <laughs> I'm like, how about Lewis Tully in the Ghostbusters outfit? <laughs> so, so one of our... I don't think we've ever... We've never discouraged anybody from doing a um, a character patch. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody wanted to do Lewis mm-hmm. and, wore the, and wanted to wear the Spangler thing with the earmuffs, <laughs> hey, go, go for it. That's great. I love it. Um, I think uh, one of our... I don't think Alice, uh, our friend Alex, she's also in the 501st and mm-hmm. the Rebel Legion, and she's also in the um, Avengers Initiative of Southern California. Awesome. Oh, wow. She, uh, she's joined us for a few events, and she's done it as Janine. Oh. And I think, yeah. I think she has a pink flight suit. Oh, based on like the cartoon. Yeah. 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 So that's rad. I think that's something like those are the kind of things that we have to take on kind of a case by case Mm -hmm. basis. We Mm -hmm. don't have a, a strict like yes or no with stuff like that, but it's like, we would love to see it. And if it measures up to what we are looking for, then great. It's like, we got a shot. (laughs) Scalari brothers costumes. We're working on it. If anything, I could be Yano. Should you could be, be go the carpet. That'd be great. (laughs) What is all this blackness? <laughs> I'm covered in goo. <laughs> Why am I dripping this goo? I, I did see one guy one time, and he dressed up like Walter Peck. Oh, oh my gosh. He had the beard and he had the suit. Try to um, shut you guys down. It was like a Ghostbusters right. event somewhere. Um, That's and great. he looked great. I was like, oh my God, it's Walter Peck. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. That's some serious. That's a deep cut to be able to do that and have it be recognizable. <laughs> yeah. He's like handing out warrants. <laughs> Step aside, I'll have you arrested for anything with a court order. Don't tell me how to do my job. Uh, speaking of which, you guys had a miniature containment unit. Oh yeah. At uh, at, at WonderCon, who who put that together? How did you? How did you? How did you... I'll I'll let Miguel answer that one. The, the about their our containment unit. <laughs> well, that's a funny story. Um, <laughs> uh, interesting story. So I have a friend. Um, 
he was uh, part of uh, the, the Ghostbusters of Las Vegas. Um, I'm not sure on their status right now, but he's a good friend. And uh, he reached out to me and he said, you know, I have a buddy here that um, he's he, he, he built a, a containment unit and a few other props um, for Halloween. Like he went all out. Hmm. Um, but the thing is, his wife wants to uh, he wants him. She wants him to take all that stuff down because it was like November and he still had that stuff out. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but it looks great. But he he has a tendency to like really go out with his, his props for, for Halloween every year. And he did Ghostbusters that year. Um, and he said, yeah, you know, I can either give it to somebody or throw it away. And my friend Mike said, no, I was like, let me ask my friends and see. So he asked me and I asked the rest of the group and I said, what do you guys think? Um, the catch is this guy lived in Salt Lake City. So <laughs> and he was like, I need to get rid of it like soon. So we were like trying to figure out, well, okay, who's going to get up? Who's going to go up there and pick it up? Because you're going to have to drive. Nobody's going to fly that thing down. Um, <laughs> Steven volunteered to drive up there, so he wow. went like in a day and a half up to Salt Lake City, picked it up, and brought it back. Yeah, there, then, there was like no discussion um, about that too. It was like, it was like who's oh, going to yeah, go? Was, I will. <laughs> Road trip. He was already in the car. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, we took a look at it, and we, you know, it was basically like it, it was meant to like last. It wasn't meant to last, um, but uh, you know, with the engineering know-how of our team, uh, we were able to you know, uh, in, uh, strengthen it, mm -hmm. reinforce it and make it, you know, durable. So now our, our, our buddy, uh, Jason, one of our members, he's an electronics expert and he rewired it. Um, so it has like the, the correct sequence and sounds for, uh, uh, you know, for cleaning out the trap. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we just hook it up to a speaker and you just, it has, it's, you know, we connect it to a, a battery, uh, and it works great. And yeah. uh, it has smoke and everything, so it's like awesome. it's a fantastic prop to have, and it was a, basically a gift. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, to our group, does it work with the Maddie traps? Like when you put that in, or or no? Uh, it works with the spirit trap. It'll work yeah. with the Maddie trap if you take the the insert out. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I so at WonderCon, funny story. Um, at WonderCon, there's like a little little uh, piece on the handle that mm -hmm. kind of keeps it in place when you when you close it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, that piece broke off, and uh, I'm the one who broke it. Oh no! <laughs> uh -huh. I know that. That was you. It was it was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> there was some wondering class is, fives around there now. Yeah, it it, it was it, it was this little thing that I I thought something broke off of it when I closed it. I was like, and I was looking around like. Did I imagine that? Did something just break off that? And I, and I turned to um, my friend uh, Julie, who was next to me. I'm like, did you see something like break off this when I just closed it? And she was like, no. I'm like, fight to, uh, okay. Must not have, must not have happened. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Yeah, it's just like, oh, just uh, hands in my pockets and I just keep walking. And then and then they were like, yeah, the, the containment unit handle is fixed. And unfortunately, I just went, how did that happen? Oh, my <laughs> Oh How'd, my! Oh, who could have done such a thing? After somebody better talk to those five hundred first people. Yeah. I don't know I did the, the cut of their jib, and so um, yeah, I it I completely forgot about it until now, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm the one who broke that. <laughs> it, it is an easy. It should be a very easy mm -hmm. fix, but it, it's, but it's a, a great piece, and it definitely yeah. you know it. it uh, 
it's it's definitely being used well. I mean, it, oh yeah, it's a great piece in the in the booth and everything. So yeah, it, it is a wonderful piece that is the the bane of anybody who unfortunately has to transport it because <laughs> uh, it is yeah. it's 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 big enough that it takes up the majority of the space in your car. Wow. But then it's also delicate enough that you can't put too much on top of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you put that in your car, it's kind of it. Right. That's all your it's all your Holland. Yeah. Does anyone in your group have the like a replica Ecto one or, or? Uh, just about to ask. Ah. Yeah. Ah, so we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. So <laughs> we have a couple of Ectos. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have none of our members have a fifty nine Cadillac ambulance hearse combo. Mm-hmm. Um, but Indy, our quartermaster, drives the what I would consider the flagship vehicle of uh-huh. LA Ghostbusters, which is the Ecto Foxtrot, and that's a, a Toyota FJ Cruiser, nice. uh, 2014, I think, and it is just a beautiful looking car. I've seen it. I've seen it around. Cruiser, oh yeah. yeah seen, oh yeah. You, you'll see it around. It's <laughs> unmistakable. Um, but all of the the sniffer and the the uh, the the dish dome, like all that stuff, like moves on it. He has full blue, uh, blue, uh, blue blueberry lights, mm. and the whole th- and the the sound system that he has on that. They're all. Um, he he used to live in Colorado and had to deal with the winter elements, and so he built the whole thing with, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, boat speakers so oh. that they're actually waterproof. <laughs> And uh, he actually had it lowered recently because he had big four-wheel tires on this thing, and he would four-wheel in this. And her's like, but four-wheel in this? How? How?" And he's like, oh, very easily. Sometimes not so easily. <laughs> and, uh, but it was, it's a beautiful car. And then um, um, our, our electronics expert, um, Jason, has the Ecto JK, which is a Jeep. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's the four-door Jeep Wrangler. Uh-huh. And he has a really stupendous looking. I was about to say he has a stupendous rack, um, <laughs> but his but his roof rack does look great. Nice. And he's got you know he's got amber and green lights. Mm-hmm. And then I think he was working on a way because the you can put a ring light in the um, the spare tire on the back. Oh. And I get out. That's I, awesome. I remember he and I were like, we should figure out a way to make it cycle mm-hmm. like do so the like, cy- a, like almost like, like a, a cyclotron like a cyclotron oh, so nice. i don't know if That's he's great. implemented okay. that yet I'm, but i know he was trying i would nerd out seeing that for sure <laughs> yeah uh, and then uh the third vehicle we have is my car the mm-hmm. ecto explorer and it's just a it's a 2002 explorer uh it's it's on its last legs uh it's it's starting to have a lot of little issues but Mm. um but it has a removable roof rack oh cool and then i have uh, led light bars that are magnetically uh, held on there very cool i just had it all on for the chatsworth block fest and then i took it all off uh because i had to go to work (laughs) and uh sometimes getting in the parking garage can be i was gonna ask i mean like going to work i mean do is this something that work knows about? Like they're like, oh, he's the Ghostbuster guy, or is this like something you just you you try and keep that life separate from work, or is it like you know? I mean, like everybody in my job knows about mm-hmm. it. Like I think I, no one believed me that it was my car <laughs> right. until I showed up and and I I think it was around Halloween, so I had all the stuff on it, uh-huh. and so I rolled up with like the sniffer <laughs> and everything, and and the lights were on there. Oh, wow. And I happen to have the battery pack uh, that you know runs all the lights in mm-hmm. the back seat, and I pulled into a color session, and I flipped the lights on, and they were like, 
you weren't joking. I'm like, no. This is my daily driver. I love it. It's love just it. if I have the stuff on top, I can't go to the grocery store because I won't fit in the parking garage. <laughs> Uh, that's like that's the one thing about it is like, going home. I I live in a, a a condo complex, and so I have to like before I get to the garage, I have to come out. And I got to take all the stuff <laughs> off. I got to put it in the back seat, and then I got to drive through, and then I got to take the rack off. It's it's a huge thing. Um, I think we we used to have an Ecto CRV, which is a Honda mm-hmm. CRV. And my okay. our our buddy Jeremy had that one, but that one's been retired. Um. Noel, Ghostbuster Noel, has a Prius, a black Prius that we're kind of calling like the the, the Ecto Fire Marshal. It's sort of like how the Fire Marshal doesn't drive a fire truck, yeah, he just yeah. drives a car. Yeah. That's his. Nice. And so he has a little green light on top and he has the logos on it. And then our um our other members, uh uh Tim, uh Tim Guest and uh Naomi Rourke have a Jeep liberty i think it's a jeep liberty i might be wrong uh but they're actually going to do an ecto within with an inverted color palette so oh, nice. uh, because their Red car is black and, yeah so their car will have black with i think they're going to do like purple striping and then an inverted um moogly on mm. the side nice. so yeah we're really anxious to see that yeah but we I we were that. like you got to be careful with with black purple and green that it doesn't lean too far into like the joker yeah <laughs> and so i think we said like well, do inverted colors so mm-hmm. it's not exactly that and so it, it's gonna look cool when it's done they're working on it now does anyone have the um i forget the name of these but the led on in ghostbusters 2 the with we're back. the signs yeah the sign that nah, sign nobody has that yet nobody wants that. to do that to 1a <laughs> Jason I mean, is actually, he had mentioned he was working on, on getting those and uh, purchasing them and installing them on his Jeep. Oh, there um, you go. Dude, Jason did? Yeah, he had mentioned oh. that that's something that he wants to do. I'm not sure like how far he is with it, but um, I know that he mentioned he wants to put the signs on the side of his Jeep. Oh, oh that nice. would be cool. Yeah. 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 So I told him, hey, advertise, man. You drive around. You yeah. Put our, our yeah. socials on there and everything. There you go. Well, we did um, We did the Hollywood Christmas Parade this last year. And we had, it was my car and Indy's. We were supposed to have Jason's, but uh, I think Jason ended up getting really sick. Or, uh, yeah, I think I think he got sick and he couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But, uh, but yeah, that would be great if we did that next year and he had the... Um, like if you had the QR code for our like our website or our socials or maybe like us whatever fundraiser we're doing at the time. I love modders never stop. You know, yeah. like people always get, you got to go upgrade, upgrade, upgrade a little bit. But oh, yeah, find a new thing. Yeah, and that's the thing about like this hobby and why it it is so pricey or mm-hmm. why it can be so pricey is because you're constantly upgrading pieces. Yeah. So yeah. Now with uh, right now, I know they're filming. Um, Ghostbusters, I think Firehouse is the yeah, subtitle, the code name. right? Yeah. Or, or I know it's Hell's Kitchen has been used as well. Yeah. Um, are you excited for this? Are you looking forward to see what new gadgets and and upgrades are coming out of that? Or is it like you're like, no, I like my my style of of Ghostbusters is this specific one that I, I wear and, and use. Miguel, do you want to go first? Um, like, if there's more, there's going to be any upgrades or. Equipment, is that what you were asking? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I assume uh, based on where Afterlife ended, it looks like we're going to see a resurgence of 
the Ghostbusters in New York. Yeah. And uh, are you guys looking forward to uh, seeing what comes out of that kind of that picture? Um, yeah, I mean, that's where the movie left off with, uh, you know, Winston taking the Echo 1 back to the firehouse. Um, yep. I mean, I, I would love to see that car, um, you know, restored and everything mm-hmm. um, in the movie. And, uh, I, part of me also wants them to, like, kind of, like, retire it so it's, like, protected. You know, it's, like, yeah. it's on display. It's there, but we're not going to go and get it, you know, beat up or anything, but. Obviously, yes, I'd love to see it out there rolling around in action. But I would love to see uh, <clears throat> a new Ecto-1 or a new mm-hmm. Ecto uh, in the film canon uh, and see what they come up with, what kind of car they, they, they select. Um, I think for GV2, they were originally going to use like a limo, like a half limo, <laughs> half taxi. Um, there's concept drawings of it, and it's like, whoa, what is this? Uh, it's pretty pretty funky. But, um, yeah, I mean, New York is like – it's fascinating town it's amazing um so i'm sure there's plenty of stories that have are yet to be told um but i love i just want to see what's going to happen with the you know this new generation of, of ghostbusters mm-hmm. and, and you know just where they where they go and what direction they move is there a direction you'd like to see it go in with a plot wise or story wise or expansion wise um, yeah you know just with expansion wise i guess like um what other entities are out there that haven't been uh haven't manifested yet mm. haven't come out as a threat i mean i'm sure there's always something yeah um i, I did you know, I'll, uh, you know i'll segue over to matt but i one thing that, I, that stuck with me with that vakeman said is like they did their job too well um, <laughs> yeah. and it's like yeah it's like well, how many ghosts and you know demons are out there like they're so effective with catching them all and it's like well yeah we're just gonna kind of dry up but mm-hmm. yeah no, there's always there's a lot of stuff that we don't know that might that's still out there and yet to be discovered. But um, I yield my time to Matt. <laughs> Everybody will let yield back. Um, <laughs> I would very much like to see um, sort of like the original concept that Dan pitched, and I, I say that like Dan and I run first name basis. Um, <laughs> Old, old Danny. Crystal yes, Skull Vodka. Yeah, I, I, I had a shot of it. This podcast is brought to you I went over to his, to his abode the other day. <laughs> um, but what he pitched originally was sort of brought into the video game. The ability to leap from dimension to dimension. Mm. And they do that a lot in the comics. They did yeah. a lot in the, in the animated series. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that what I loved about Ghostbusters Afterlife was it, it brought us back to that world. And it brought us back to that tone that like the ghosts are serious. Yeah. The Ghostbusters are kind of goofy mm-hmm. and kind of like not quite realistic. Um, and I liked that. And to me, like coming out of Afterlife, I actually kind of felt like I don't need any more. Like I've gotten everything I could ever really want out of this franchise. And mm. I got everything I could have ever wanted out of Afterlife because I think... Anytime you hear that, like a franchise from like the '70s or the '80s, now the '90s is getting a reboot, the first thought is, "Oh no, <laughs> how are they, how are they going to ruin it, right. and how badly is it going to get ruined?" And so, anytime they say we're making a new one of this, my immediate thought is just a pure skepticism. Mm-hmm. But after Afterlife, I was like, I don't think we need more of this. However, I will gladly see it 
but now that I think we've gotten back onto what we loved about the originals, I think now it's time to really push it and like mm-hmm. let's let's do something wild. Like what you know, the Ghostbusters running around New York. Hey, that's great. Uh, can we get something in, like new about that? Because we've seen that now three and a half times. Because <laughs> we saw the Ghostbusters running around in 2016. Mm-hmm. I actually liked the scope of the of the finale of the 2016 movie, where they're just running through the streets and oh, there's yeah. like you know dozens, hundreds of ghosts. And there's a weird like time travel element that was in there that oh, yeah. I don't think the script. I think the script at some point addresses, but it was never addressed really in the movie where some it all kind of went back to the 70s. Mm. Was, oh, yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. And I'm like, do something with that. That's really cool. Um, and then, you know, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, they're, you know, doing New York stuff. I'm assuming Firehouse will do some of that, but then I also want to see, like, let's go beyond, like, the dimensional plane. Like the Ghostbusters hopping from dimension to dimension. Mm-hmm. Something is, is coming through our world and it's using different like gateways and portals, like something like that would be yeah. really interesting. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like just to piggyback on that, like I, the one thing I, I loved the real Ghostbusters cartoon mm-hmm. and the writing on that show, I mean, number one, I've been rewatching it because a lot of it's on YouTube now. And it's like, well, this is really dark. And they, yeah. they deal, deal with a lot of like urban legends and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, they, they bring in a lot of interesting ghosts and, and, and demons. And and I was a little um, I was a little deflated when it was Gozer again. For after, you know, spoiler yeah. for Afterlife. But, you know, it's like, I was like, really? Goes her again? Like, you've got this cartoon show with these insane designs and beautiful backstories on these characters. I want, I would love to see more of that, you know, play into whatever goes next. Yeah. Well, our, our, um, our webmaster, Steven, he directed the Ghostbusters Scare AR game. Oh, oh really? And so he actually had a chance to read the Afterlife script before the movie came out. Wow. Like, pretty much while they were still in post. Mm-hmm. And after the movie came out, he was like, there's a lot of stuff that they shot, and there's a lot of stuff that was written that didn't make the movie there was more of the ghosts kind of running through the town. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ghosts was Bug Eye, who was yeah. one of the toys. And he's like, oh, there's a lot of RGB stuff they cut. There's a lot of like mm. the old Ketter toy stuff that they cut. And it's, it's like, I'm hoping that we get some of that on the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the Blu-ray didn't have too much by way of deleted mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of, it was a little disappointing. But, um, but yeah, I think they will do more of that moving forward like mm-hmm. kind of draw on some of that stuff i'd hope so i mean yeah. and yeah it was nice to see bug eye sharing because they did that little montage of ghosts yeah. and it was like cool to see some of those designs and you're like oh yeah hey yeah. um but yeah i mean like I, I i i mean it felt very um uh force awakened kind of thing of like we gotta yeah. kind of we got you know and i get it like the last ghostbuster movie was in 1989 you know so yeah. just to yeah. be like we gotta kind of reset you know this remind world. people what this is yeah exactly yeah. i was i i'm not gonna lie when i first realized that it was gozer i was mm-hmm. like oh man mm-hmm. here we go um but it's all about like okay we know it's gonna be gozer how are you gonna do it yeah and i thought the way they handled it was it was handled decently well yeah. it could have gone horribly wrong yeah but i think it was handled decently well it wasn't just I mean, they try to cross the streams and it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. work, yeah. And I'm like, 
that's great. Yeah, and yeah. I won't, you know, I won't lie. I was teary-eyed that last five oh, minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Course, course. Not a, and it just done so well. I was just, I was shocked how yeah. well it looked. And, you know, uh, yet again, I don't know if we want to spoil anything on here, but. I mean, it's been, it's been out, out for a while. while. It's yeah. been out a while. If you haven't seen it. But we were we were fortunate enough um, to be at the, uh, the the friends and family screening uh, mm. here in LA, and we were very fortunate that uh, Stephen got there very early and picked the seat before they had a chance to rope off certain areas, uh-huh. and we were seated like two seats away from Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman. Oh, wow. So we were sitting there and the whole time, uh, our, our friend Jesse, who was one of our members, kept leaning over and kind of looking over at them to be like, what, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And they were just watching the movie, just scrutinizing it the whole time. And when it came to that, the, the finale, mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were looking at the screen, but then they were also like, looking around to see like how's the audience reacting yeah not a dry eye in the house like and uh i think even bill murray commented on that on when he was making the press circuit Mm -hmm. that he was like it's interesting all these people are coming up to me saying that they cried during this this comedy film that we made (laughs) 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 but uh but yeah it it, the the rumor that i heard for firehouse i don't know i'm not going to perpetuate it by saying this is what I heard. It's happening. But it's like a, a rumor I would take with a big grain of salt is that Vigo may be coming back in this oh. next one. And it's like, part of me is like, oh, please don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But then the other part of me is like, well, it all depends on how you do it. True. If it's done well, anything could be good. It just depends True. on the execution. So if that's the case, I, I trust the hands that it's in. So, yeah. And I, um, I heard about that, but part of me wanted to see. I mean, of all the uh, real Ghostbusters villains uh, that, or ghosts that popped up, um, Sandman always popped in my head. And since these Ghostbusters are on the younger side, what if kids of, you know, wherever they are in New York are in trouble and they they have a mm-hmm. connection to that? So, I mean, maybe. And obviously, there there's the more quirky one where. They get sucked into the containment unit, and so I don't know. Like maybe get more zany with it. That that's also a possibility. Yeah. But uh, I I think regardless, be fun. You know, don't yeah. you don't have to serious it up well, mm-hmm. the whole thing. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's a comedy. It's meant to be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so at uh, at uh, WonderCon, you Watson actually won a uh, yeah. A, it's, so you guys had a a, a Walkman. Right, yep. a Ghostbusters theme Walkman that was apparently only a hundred were made. That's yeah. that's what we're told. Right. It, how, how did you how did you guys come across this thing? How did you how did you get your hands on it? Uh, Miguel, I don't know if we can say. Oh, oh, okay. I, um, yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say we were fortunate enough to acquire, you know, said said item. Well, I, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, it's yeah. a, well, it's a, well Watson already opened it. Box. Watson yeah. already opened it and, was, and went jogging with it. Amazing. I, I, can't I put the new I U2 that, album on there. It's great. Um, I, I do have one myself. Um, I, I got one uh, for participating in a project uh, a couple years ago for 2019. Um, one of our members, Jesse, and myself, we, um, we lent our, our props to... Uh, uh, K Swiss, the shoe company. Oh, they're uh, 
it was their, their product line. They had a Ghostbusters. Uh, they had the shoes. slime they, shoes. Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> so we we actually got to model them, wore them in their their press, like they the okay, nice. some of their, their promotion stuff. So um, and that artwork, that's those are our feet. <laughs> so we were able to get. You know, I got one. We kept our shoes. Um, I got my shoes signed by by Dan at um, FanFest. Um, so it was like that was at the you know, Sony Lawn in 2019. Cool, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I was, was there. Experience, but, um, yeah, with the, that Walkman is it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I I used it for at, at some of the cons just to like play music. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm too scared to even open the plastic wrap on that thing. I'm just like my hands <laughs> shake when I'm around it. I'm like, no, no, I'm just gonna it's gonna sit there, my precious. It's yeah. just, but. <laughs> But it's it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yeah. Watson gets yeah. very protected when someone gets near it. Yeah, I do. He just, I do. He just yeah. He, My four year old is invisible. not allowed in that room. <laughs> he just barks at him. Yeah. Yeah. You you might be seeing some of our props coming up uh, in another promotional campaign for another thing uh, soon. It's one, those, cool. one of those things we can't talk about yeah. just yet. But, we uh, haven't signed like any official like NDAs or anything, oh, okay. but it's one of those things where it's like I don't. Think we could talk about right. it. Are you in the new Ghostbusters? Well, I guess cat's out of the bag. <laughs> An army of Ghostbusters will descend. <laughs> have you reached out to any of the original cast at all? And, and maybe if they'll show up to any of your events, have for, for especially for the for the, the charity? Uh so not not us necessarily. So um what I can say about the about the hospital gowns is mm. that you know we were we were never uh, we were never afraid that we weren't gonna succeed in any in any way. Mm-hmm. We always knew it might be a while, but we will get to the forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know, we have these other groups that are gonna you know they're also doing their own fundraiser campaigns. We'll get there eventually, um, but we got there a lot faster than we thought we would. The gowns are being made; they will be ready. Um, in time for Ghostbusters Day this year, um, which will be June 8th. Um, we're not sure yet if we're going to do it the weekend before or the weekend after, but we are going to go to a hospital here in L.A. and actually deliver the gowns oh, wow. to the, to uh, some kids. And I've been, you know, kind of banging my drum to be like, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, McKenna Grace just had uh, a surgery uh, last year. Yeah. And, you know, she's actually worked with the Starlight Children's Foundation uh, and stuff before. And I actually have a, like, three degrees separated connection to her. So I'm like, I think we should get McKenna Grace to come out for something like this. That'd be great. I I mean, they're very busy. Yeah. yeah. And I think right now everybody is in London shooting. I mean, even, even some of our connections at Sony that we would normally, like, reach out to uh, to you know, for events and stuff, mm-hmm. they're like, we're not in the United States. <laughs> we're in <laughs> London right now, so um, so our our ability to make anything like that happen is very very limited. And I would say even if they weren't in London, it's still extremely limited. Um, but we were fortunate enough last year for San Diego Comic Con. Uh, we threw a party in at the uh, the Werewolf, the CrossFit party. And we were fortunate enough that Sony donated a uh, Spangler wand from uh, from Hasbro, mm-hmm. and it was signed by Jason Reitman. Oh wow! So I think we had that was signed by him, and I think we had uh, they donated one of the Walkmans, mm-hmm. and I think we had some other stuff that they donated as well. Very but, cool. That's yeah, great. the 
the signed wand was very, very cool. And we ended up putting all that stuff into a silent auction mm -hmm. on uh, Better World, oh, okay. which is an auction site for charities. Mm. So all the money went straight to the Starlight That's Children's awesome. Foundation. Yeah. yeah, I heard Bill Murray's really easy to get a hold of. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, apparently you just call some number and leave a voicemail. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, easy peasy. Yeah. And no one knows if he's going to show up until the day. Yeah. <laughs> he might just stop by and surprise everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how we get movies like Garfield. You know? yeah. we, we actually have him scheduled for this podcast next week. So. Oh, wow, that's yeah. good get. We have him scheduled every week. Yeah. That's just the, oh. he, he just shows up. We just, yeah. He just knocks on my door and, hey, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Um, yeah. What uh, where do you see yeah. your where do you see the ghost go, Los Angeles Ghostbusters in in the future? Where, where would you like it to be? Mm -hmm. um, do you have a, do you have an idea or do you guys have a plan of where you would like to grow? To take where, over the know? world. Yes. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> um, well, I I think I'll go first, and yeah. and and then Miguel. I'd, I'd like to hear um, uh, your side of it too. Um, I don't think any of us have ever really thought we we take everything kind of one day at a time and we are definitely, we realized very early on that we have to scale certain things up appropriately because we have a lot of, you know, people that have reached out to us. You know, some people want to join, some people mm -hmm. just want to ask about joining and we never hear from them again. And that's fine too. You know, we're not, some of us beg for you to be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not kid ourselves. I beg to be, <laughs> put me on a podcast, please. Um, but, um, you know, we, we've always kind of felt like in terms of growing our membership, we want to grow the membership, mm -hmm. but we don't want, we don't want anyone to be, to feel like this isn't the group for them. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, our vibe may not be for everybody and you know, not everybody's vibe is going to be for us mm -hmm. and so we've always encouraged people like hey if you're interested in joining you don't have to suit up you can just come out just let us know you're coming to an event you can hang out with us we will hang out with you we want to get to know you and you know see what you're all about and if you still like us at the at the end of that experience you know maybe one or two times and you're still interested then yes let's talk about you know this person joining the ranks and becoming a rookie and we have a certain um, criteria for, mm -hmm. you know, you got to come to at least three events over the course of six months. And if you complete three events and you hang out for six months, that person goes from a rookie to a member. And now you ha you can vote on, you know, initiatives that we want to do, any events that we want to do, other promotions of people. Oh, nice. And, and when it comes to promoting people, it, it has to be unanimous. Mm -hmm. Like everybody has to say yes. And if there's ever a dissent, which we've never had, nobody has ever said no to a person, mm -hmm. um, then we ask why? Like you, you, if, if somebody gets a no, what is the reason for that? And let's mm -hmm. talk about it. Because we, we really do believe that like we're all adults here. We can talk about these things. Yeah. And it's okay to you know, voice your opinion. As long as that opinion doesn't hurt other people, we're happy to hear it. Um, so I see us, you know, still growing, still scaling up, um, and you know, one day having, you know, a, a large enough membership that, you know, we could do several events in a day, you know, two mm -hmm. to three events in a day, and it's no big deal. And having multiple like admins, uh, because right now it's really just uh, four of us. Mm -hmm. 
And so we have to handle kind of the day-to-day stuff. I handle all the social media stuff, or at least most of the social media stuff. Um, Miguel does an incredible job handling all of our events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jeremy handles all of our uh, HR stuff. It, we say HR, but we really mean it's like managing the membership and, you know, the the new rookies and, and what have you. And then uh, Indy manages all of the... Uh, quartermaster stuff so mm-hmm. the uniform guidelines the you know specifications for props and all that kind of stuff so you know we'd like to expand that role as well or those roles to involve other people so not everything falls on one to four people yeah and the hope is that you know over time i don't think i don't think the ghostbusters fan uh, groups will ever be what the 501st and the rebel legions are i mean those are just massive like un- mm-hmm. ungodly massive um but i think that having the level of organization that they have is definitely something that we kind of built on is mm-hmm. like use as a template kind of yeah thing. kind of using it as a template of like okay you have a point of contact for an event and then you have wranglers mm-hmm. who maybe they're not suited up but maybe when other guys are suited up they're kind of making sure that everybody knows where to go mm-hmm. and everybody is you know looking good and feeling okay and someone's checking in and making sure like, Hey, do you, do you need water? Do you need to sit down? Do you need help taking your pack off? You know, something like that. So, yeah. Awesome. And then Miguel, what do you, what do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of echo, uh, you know, everything Matt is saying, um, we are a relatively uh, young group. Um, but we have, you know, our members are, are seasoned and we've experienced with, you know, uh, having been in another group, um, and what we bring to this group uh, is just, you know, building on um, our strengths and uh, learning from uh, previous mistakes and just, you know, just continuing to move forward and really, uh, you know, helping our members, uh, you know, grow and learn from, uh, you know, if they want to improve on their, their props, um, they want to, you know, go into other areas of, of group functions um yeah yeah just really like and, and inviting you know encouraging people to join mm-hmm. you know progressively i mean i don't think we'd want like you know 20 people all at once coming in because you know it just there's not enough of us to, to be able to work with them and kind of provide like a mentorship kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know we it's have just, had that it's become, <laughs> you know I, i'm talking like it's a company but it, it is it's like yes we do put uh, a level of you know seriousness to to make you know keep those wheels uh well well lubricated and moving um because we just take pride in what we do and mm-hmm. what we've accomplished so i think that's really like uh you know those are really uh, important to uh the, the stability and um and growth of this group and the integrity of everything um yeah i mean i'm, I'm just excited i mean I'm, i'll do it as long as i can i mean there's really no age limit on it, <laughs> you know, going, you know, as, you know, getting older. Um, we do, we do have an age limit on until, the young side, though. You know, <laughs> don't want to do it anymore. And then, you know, we turn into a ghost, I guess, you know, we know, to, we know what to do then. Yep. Hey, that, that's a whole, that's a whole nother level of, of yeah, costume yeah. at that point. But at least for me, um, you know, I, I, I have plans to, you know, uh, build my own ecto um at some point yeah. and add to uh, the, the group's livery you know the fleet of vehicles 
you know, just doing the parades is one of the one of my one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a fun thing. Um, I'm just gonna put this out there. Parade. Someone someone should do the Ecto two uh, motorcycle. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think this. I don't know if anybody has a. Do we have anybody who rides motorcycles? <laughs> it's, it's an idea. It's a possibility. All right. I always love that design with the yeah. like the wings that pop out kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. it's very. Oh, that uh, one, yeah, yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> always the gyrocopter. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, an easy one that I would tell people to do is like if you want to do a, the haunted. Uh, oh, what's it? I think it's called the haunted holler or whatever. It was a, it was a Kenner toy. Mm. And it's a yellow uh, Volkswagen Beetle, and it turns into a praying mantis. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that, that one. Yeah. That was a trivia question a, on our last yeah, our last <laughs> thing. Just <laughs> just get a, a yellow Highway uh, Haunter Volkswagen mm-hmm. Beetle and put slap some logos on it. That's, there you go. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah. That was um yeah I think that was for the Player One Barbs the the Highway Haunter I think it was called. Every Haunter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was something that you said. Oh, uh. One thing I wanted to mention was there, there's no age limit on the senior side, but there is. We do have an age limit on the junior side. Yeah. Um, we we ask that Kurt. There's been some talk about raging, raise, raising, raising uh, the age um, threshold to 21 because a lot of times after a con or after an event, a lot of us like to you know mm-hmm. go to a restaurant or go to a bar right. and, and grab a drink. Um, but currently the threshold is is at 18 mm-hmm. and that's mainly because you know we just don't want to be babysitters yeah yeah necessarily i mean there's we've then had becoming a guardian of someone you know yeah that's that's difficult <laughs> yeah we've had we've had some members or some uh not members um f- uh, fans of ours that we've seen at multiple events mm-hmm. and they are some of the kindest sweetest most dedicated people and they are they're they're under 18 mm-hmm. and they've asked to join and unfortunately we're like unfortunately not wait like, it out yeah, yeah wait it out but like thank you so much for your support you know we support you as well uh you know when when you're 18 come come talk to us and yeah. we'll be happy to to bring you into the fold if you're still interested yeah but yeah the 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 uh the problem that we've always kind of felt is like we don't want someone to say, "Oh, my parents are going to drop me off," and then, uh, yeah. and then, uh, you know, what time should I have my parents pick us up? And it's like, um, we're not your babysitters, yeah. so yeah, please, please don't do that. Well, you guys are—I mean, Miguel and Matt—you guys are going to be around for a long time. I can see. I mean, you guys should be proud of all the work you guys put in. Yeah, and just, absolutely. I mean, it's crazy to me that, or, or just wild that it's only been since 2021 you guys have been going. Yeah. And um, amazing work you guys have done, and and the stuff you've done for for charities and for just bringing joy to the events I've seen you guys at is uh, you know I always see people with a smile on their face when they go by you guys. So oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I see many many years of you guys yeah. busting ghosts. Well, I think Miguel, we should start working on our retirement plan then. <laughs> well, yeah, there's the, we have uh, the. Uh... The, the ghost of the retired Ghostbusters fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, you're gonna have an occult book uh, shop somewhere out there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll have a nice retirement on the LAGB 401k, <laughs> and uh, that that's for that's for admins only. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the rookies pay into it, so it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all fair. I'm in the union, so I get how it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I, you know what I would really like to see going for a split second back mm-hmm. to the you know things we want to see in the future. I would love to see the a a big uh, conglomeration of I don't even know if that's a word a big coalition of Ghostbuster fan groups all in one place. Mm-hmm. It used to be the um, the uh, man, what was the what was the name of the the San Diego Comic Con party before we called it the Cross Rip? What was that called? Oh, that was called Mass Hysteria. Mass Hysteria. That's what it was. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of it. It's great. Um, it's a great name. Yeah, yeah. they it used to be that the Mass Hysteria was like you know Arizona Ghostbusters, Las mm. Vegas Ghostbusters, uh, you know Southern California, Southland, uh, Hollywood, like all the different Ghostbuster groups that come out mm. for that. But you know, since COVID and the guys who originally threw that party decided that they didn't want to do it anymore, right. we threw it last year. We're not doing it this year. Um, you know, there really isn't a place for all the Ghostbuster fandoms to kind of all come together. Right. Uh, that's why I was so thrilled to see how the um, the fundraiser for the gowns turned out was because yeah. all of these groups donated to this. Even the the Ghostbusters of Italy donated wow. to Mamma it. Mamma mia! Yeah, I mean, I they reached out on Instagram and I. I thank I couldn't thank them enough for mm. joining. Um, so I would love to see something like that, like in person. And that's a beautiful thing, seeing you know, uh, you know, Ghostbusters are bringing these people together, but you yeah. know, they're they're all doing it out, you know, out of love and out, out of the heart. You know, they're just yeah. like, you know, they could just be like, eh, you know, I'm not going to help out or anything like that. I'd like it, but not that much. Yeah. And, I mean, it feels like it's a different kind of crowd. You know, it's yeah. hard to say, yeah. but. I guess we did kind of see that at, in 2019 mm-hmm. at the uh, Ghostbusters Fan Fest. But I mean, like something like that, but on like the scale of like a Star Wars celebration. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that would be amazing. Like the level of turnout for 501st and Rebel Legion right. that you see at a, at a, a celebration fest. Right. To see that with Ghostbusters would be an absolute dream come true. Well, I hope, you know, with this, with the, I mean, there's a new video game out. There's a, the new film's going to be coming out in December. Is that still I, on the books? I'm very skeptical about that yeah. release date. I think it's going to get pushed. Yeah, it seems like it might be. But it's yeah. it's it's reaching a new generation, and hopefully that will kind of you know uh, build a fire to for more kind of events like that. Because I mean, like you know, Star Wars Celebration. I remember going to what was it the fourth one that was in L.A. and yeah, you know it was it was it was nice, but it was never to like to seeing seeing what it's become is mm. it's insane. So yeah. You know, so I yeah, I hope something like that does happen. Yeah. We were actually at Star Wars Celebration last year with the Starlight Children's Foundation. Oh. Not as Ghostbusters, but <laughs> we um we were there volunteering at their at their booth. You know, Mandalorian so, Ghostbuster. Yeah. The, we've we saw those guys walking around. <laughs> I love the cross ups. I love the the mashup uh, outfits are yeah. great. There was a guy at one point who did a stormtrooper in uh who had a proton pack and he had the goggles like grafted to the top of the helmet <laughs> and his his moogly patch was the cross through like ben kenobi's ghost <laughs> and he was a force ghostbuster <laughs> and I, I were thinking like oh man we got to do that that was great <laughs> that's, that's great. good yeah that's really good stuff and the cyclotron should be the imperial cog oh yeah that'd be that'd See, be cool you got you got new ideas you just want to start building stuff uh Miguel, let's get Indy on the phone. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's yeah, go. I got one speed dial right Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still early. It's only, you know, like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. You can definitely you can hit him up. Hit him yeah, up. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's awake. <laughs> yeah. you, know, what, what thing, you know, one thing, one thought that crossed my mind right now is thinking is like, 
you know, before we, there was talk of, you know, a new Ghostbusters movie before 2016 and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I felt like Ghostbusters, um, itself, like fans, it was like a small community. Like it was like almost like a niche kind of thing. Yeah. you know that's that's our friends like not everybody knows like yeah it's cool if you're you know you're a cool guy if you're 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 part of that community mm-hmm. like yeah that, you know but now i feel like it has become more into the mainstream again and it's like you know for part of me we would be like ah, yeah not everybody likes it but it's like yes we, we should have you know a wider audience i mean it, it there's so much of it that that's appeal to yeah. so many people so it's like it's great that it, it is out there more you know, people say, "Oh, what's Ghostbusters?" You know, I still hear that. There's people that have not seen the movie, um, and they're a little older. They're kind of like our age too. And they, um, but I feel like you know, it does resonate with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't connect, and it's just on, for, on different levels. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very happy of what of where it is right now. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, Ghost Core. I mean, I feel like they're really like trying to push. I mean, I think they announced a, an animated series as well. Yeah, animated Netflix, for Netflix. So, so I mean, like, uh, I mean, I, I love that there's this kind of push to be like to get you know to to kind of grab new fa- new fans and and uh, start new relationships with this with this you know with this property. Also, with your your son, maybe oh, the yeah. show would pull him in even more. Oh, to... he loves yeah. I mean, we play around with the the wand all the time. Like he'll <laughs> run around the house with it, you know. And so yeah, I think I mean I. It's, I tried. That was the thing. I tried to show him the real Ghostbusters. Going like, oh, this is fun. I'm like, oh no, this is a lot darker than I remember. And yeah. you know, I mean, he's four, so I'm like, I'll wait a couple of years, I think. But <laughs> yeah, season three, it kind of lightens up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, Toy Galaxy did a really wonderful breakdown of the series and yeah. the history of it. And I guess after, because seasons one and two were all part of the same order mm-hmm. of like the first like I want to say sixty episodes. And then after that, that's when the consulting firms came in. And that's when they're like, no, 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 no. Right. We need to make it softer. We need to make Janine needs to be more of a motherly figure. Like, what? They also recommended. Slime around the real Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. yeah that's slime right. the real Ghostbusters. Still one of the best toy lines like of all time. I love the Ghostbuster toy line because mm-hmm. of. You know, like uh, like you mentioned the the um, uh, highway haunter, but it was just like yeah, I had the the X-ray cop and the 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 scare face yeah. ones where they all like their, their faces would pop up. Right yeah. Features. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just I love the creativity on that. The whole line was great. Uh, Granny Gross. Oh yeah, Granny Gross. Yeah. That's Giant a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they always reminded me of the, the. I felt like they were in kind of the same step with the uh, TMNT. Playmates mm-hmm. line, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, where it's like if we could do something that's you know weird and gross or yeah, you know whatever, it's like it, do something that's a little macabre, but you do it in this cartoonish fashion. It's right. it's kind of fun and and a little more innocent. Well, they definitely played around in my toy box with TM, you know, with the yeah. turtles and everything <laughs> yeah. else. You know, well, there just... was a crossover comic for yeah. for them too. So mm-hmm. down the line. We uh, we saw Tom uh, Tom Waltz uh, at the Chatsworth Blackfest who who did the the run of those comics. Oh, oh that's awesome! awesome. Yeah. Oh, was he there? He oh, was. Nice. He was there. I wish I had. I wish was, I had uh, known. I would have brought my copy. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I gotta say, you know, I uh, back back in the day, that's only a couple years ago. But <laughs> IDW, um, they were very generous and they they had donated comics um, to our group uh, to donate, like to give out. That's at, awesome. At uh, and I mean, they sent like a lot of comics, and it was like very, very generous. Wow. Like, 
you know, what company will do that? Um, yeah, true. Yeah. So yeah, Tom is a great guy. I remember him, and they, he used to come to the party too. They love to hang out and stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm glad you guys saw that. Yeah, and um, and we still have. I don't think it's from that batch. I think this is from the batch that we got from um, our unknown, or rather unnamed, uh, donator. Um, we yeah. have a batch of IDW comics, and now that that run is over and the whatever copies are left have been pulled we're like oh, we're sitting on some pretty rare comics now so maybe before we just because at one point we were just like we couldn't give them away fast enough it's mm -hmm. like okay every every kid if you want to want a comic here you yeah. go yeah now it's like okay maybe these are worth something and maybe it's worth you know putting them up to auction yeah. for one of our charitable uh, yeah. causes or maybe they're worth uh you know a raffle of some kind but it's it's all about you know the prizes that we do have. We do have a lot of stuff that's great for giveaways, like mm -hmm. perfect for giveaways for kids, for adults. And then there's stuff that's like, okay, this has some value to it, and we need to get as as much value out of it for you know. At the time, it was like the the gown fundraiser, but now mm -hmm. that that's kind of coming to a close, um, it'll probably just go towards uh, just a the Starlight Children's Foundation just in general, not yeah. for any particular initiative, but mm -hmm. just in general. So, yeah. Are you guys thinking about the next initiative down the line or is that something like, okay, we, we let's finish up this one and then we can discuss what, what we want to put our efforts towards? We haven't, we haven't really discussed what our next, if we're going to do like another big initiative like that. Mm -hmm. um, someone in our, we have a Discord chat with all of our members in it. And someone had mentioned like, oh, it'd be great if we could get them to do the GB2 suit mm -hmm. um, for the gown fundraiser. And I, I chimed in. I'm like, don't think that those discussions haven't happened. <laughs> like we've, we've talked about doing another run of these things and yeah. having it be the GB2 suit or having it be the 2016 suit with the 2016 pack on the back. Mm. Um, nothing concrete has right. really come of that because we were just so focused on let's get this first run right. done. And then we'll go from there. Like, I'm curious, who does. did the design work for those? That was, oh, I'm totally spacing on her name, but she is a designer at Sony. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the, the stipulation for for doing this was that um, Sony had to donate the license, and mm -hmm. then they wanted to have final say on the overall right. design. And we definitely wanted, like, well, you know, it needs to be the flight suit. It needs to have the, the pack straps and the pack on the back. And I think we, we think it was pitched with like one of those old, like those screen printed t-shirts you used to see at Target. Uh -huh, yeah. It had that design on it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, anyway, we can make it a little more detailed. <laughs> <laughs> can we add the belt gizmo? I don't know. So we actually made up, they were like, well, do you want the, do we want to put the kidney strap? Yeah. And I think it was, I can't remember who came up with the idea, but someone was like, you have the belt. Don't do the kidney <laughs> strap because it's it's it, at some point it's too much. A little, little busy. Yeah. 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 So I think we decided we'll stick with the belt and no kidney strap. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the belt has anything on it. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just a webbed belt. So yeah, but I mean, maybe we'll do another run of, of the gowns. But mm -hmm. th this was just a incredible fundraiser yeah. to see so many groups I'm be a part so of happy it. for you guys yeah, yeah that's amazing yeah. do the yeah. gowns have name tags on them for any or are they no, different? no. the gowns just say ghostbusters uh, so the the patch in the in the uh, left chest corner mm. it just says ghostbusters and it's a it's a white patch mm. 
Um, but that's how they they wanted the logo to be present somewhere, like mm-hmm. the full Ghostbusters logo, not just the Moogly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think we were kind of joking around with Starlight of like, oh, the kids can just Sharpie in their name. <laughs> like, not cross cross out Ghostbusters, right. but just like underneath it, put That'd like, be kinda cool, yeah. I am a Ghostbuster, have their name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they can do that if they want to. Yeah. yeah. And the gowns are washable, so, I mean, they're, they're durable. They should be able to withstand it, so. Yeah. That's great. Well, Matt, I mean, Miguel, we've really taken up a lot of your time. I mean, thank you so much for coming out. I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys are doing amazing work. I really appreciate it. Um, and where, where can people find uh, LA Ghostbusters? Uh, you can find us on Instagram, at LA Ghostbusters. You can find us on Twitter, at RealLAGB. And then uh, you can find us on Facebook, at LA Ghostbusters. And... Um, yeah, those are. I think Instagram and Twitter is probably the best way to reach us. Is there any events coming up that you'd like to promote? Oh my God, we have so many. Oh, so many. <laughs> well, I guess the mo- uh, since this will probably be posted tonight or in the morning, anything up this month? Or? Uh, Miguel, uh, what do we have coming up right now? Yeah, so coming up uh, next weekend, not this coming weekend. That is uh, April 28th, 29th, and the thirtieth. Um, we'll be at Spooky Swap Meet at Heritage Square. Oh, cool. um, it's uh, basically, uh, <clears throat> we did it last year. It was a really fun event. We're going to have uh, Ecto Foxtrot there. Um, we're going to be among other vendors, exhibitors that have spooky, uh, you know, Halloween-themed um, items uh, and, and goods. Uh, so there's, like, artists. There's people that sell, you know, uh, design shirts. Um, I guess, I don't know. I'm not sure. Is there anything, like, horror-themed? And we'll have our booth there. We'll be doing free PKE scans. Uh, we'll be, I th- I'm not sure. I think we might be doing some raffles. I, I, don't know. I think that's yet to be discussed. But um, Yeah, we need to go to the, yeah, through we'll the prize there. drawer. Yeah. And then it was, it was a good time last year. I won't be there this time. But, um, yeah, that, that's for this month. <clears throat> and then next month, we'll be doing uh, Comic Con Revolution out in Ontario. That's right. Uh, we oh, yeah. all three of us will be there too. Yeah, we will be attending. Oh, podcast oh. on the go, maybe. <laughs> uh, and get the Scalari brother suits ready. Uh, yeah. Honestly, that'd be <laughs> that'd be impressive. <laughs> I think uh, I think Fourth of July weekend. I think we're also going to be one of the events we're talking about is a parade in Redondo Beach. Um, we are doing. Yeah, we are doing something for Ghostbusters Day. Mm-hmm. We're just not sure yet if it's going to be the hospital activation for dropping for bringing the gowns to the hospital. Yeah. Um, we're also kind of waiting to see if they do another Ectofest like what they did oh. last year because mm-hmm. they they uh, Sony did a thing and they announced it like what would you say, Miguel? Like what two weeks before or a week before? Yeah, actually, it was so it was last about minute. Two weeks mm-hmm. before. Yeah, like Monday, and then it was like Thursday. I feel like because of COVID, everything's like all those cons and stuff like that are just starting to kind of get their footing again. Yeah, they're so, going back to normal. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully, yeah, they'll announce something. Yeah, I'm, uh, if they do something, I hope they announce it sooner than they did last year because yeah. it was it was a total like out of nowhere of like we're throwing this event, it's at the lot, and uh, <laughs> a bunch of exclusive announcements. I was like, ah, and we managed to make it work. Um, I think I drove the Foxtrot there because Indy was out of town or was going to be out of town. Um, so yeah, so we will be doing some stuff, but yeah, as Miguel said, a spooky swap meet 
is our next thing, not mm-hmm. this weekend, but the weekend after. Awesome. And then uh, Comic-Con Revolution, the weekend of May 21st, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yes. Nice. Yep. All right. Well, thank you both for coming, being on the podcast. Thank you so much. We yeah. appreciate it. And yeah. uh, thank you all who are listening. Uh, we've reached an, the end of another episode of Enter the Nerddom. Please uh, follow us on Instagram or Twitter under Enter the Nerdum, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Bye.